Hearts. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the ABC Network, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, uh, an awesome topic, a topic we, we can never uh, have enough of. It's the discussion about how we can be better and well. And uh, I think that's that. If we're living, we want to be, you know, living a life of, you know, wellness and and and, and health and, uh, you know, the, the vibrant stuff, right? And so my guest today is going to take us through a journey. Uh, first thing is her story and how, you know, she had to deal with a lot of things and then, uh, you know, found her wellness. And not only that, she turned everything, you know, uh, in a nice 180 degrees to a better place. And now she's coaching people and helping them get the same vitality in life. And uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So wellness and health and all the, the good stuff we need in life with my guest, Whitney Prude. And she is a practicing uh, board certified clinical pharmacist. So she's a pharmacist and she's also a uh, certified wellness coach uh, through the Mayo Clinic. And I think uh, we'll get more clarification on how that works. Uh, she has her own company and uh, the coaching. So CEO of Whole and Happy Living. And uh, yeah, that's plenty right there. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna stop and we're going to allow uh, Whitney to come on and, and talk to us a little bit about her story because there is a story there. And uh, I think that story we can benefit from, especially our younger generation who is probably going through that whole initial state of life where you're going through the work and you want to deliver and you want to just, you know, go crazy and prove yourself to the world and make a name for yourself in a career path. All that stuff is great, but it comes sometimes with a toll. So we're going to talk about, talk about all that stuff with our guest, Whitney. Whitney, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, a true pleasure. And and again, I was reading through your stuff. I, I, you know, before we even get into this, you know, the details about your being a pharmacist and all the stuff that you've done later, you know, let's talk about your initial, you know, life and all the things that you've, I guess, gone through. Um that led you to health, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So let, let's go there. I don't want to break, you know, <laughs> I want to get a little suspense still here, you know, for our yeah, audiences. For sure. So, so you want me to start like with my life story of how I got yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a pretty interesting life story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm happy yeah. to share it. So, um, so, I mean, my, I usually, when I tell my story, I usually go back about to my teenage years, right? Like I had starting out, you know, I had a pretty decent childhood, but uh, things kind of got rough at home. And when I was 16 years old, my parents went through what I considered, you know, as a teenager in my life to be a pretty devastating divorce. And at that point, I mean, that was that was everything that I knew in, in my life. Um, and so I felt like my whole world had crumbled. My family crumbled. Um, family relationships were felt like they were in complete shambles. And I mean, it was miserable. I was miserable. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I honestly, I did what most humans do, uh, which was I, I tried to find a way to survive, right? I tried to, you know, kind of bury the hurt, tried to just find ways where I could keep moving forward. And I remember a pretty distinct uh, time period during my parents' divorce. There was this, there was this moment uh, where I was backing out of my driveway and I thought to myself, you know, I'm a teenager. I can, I could completely rebel. I could, you know, I could have it ruin my life or, or I could overcome it, um, and make something of it. And I remember very distinctly making the decision that I wasn't going to use this as an excuse, uh, to make poor choices. 
And so I distinctly remember that moment in my life of like, no, I'm going to stay true to myself and I'm going to reach my dreams. And so that was the moment for me where I said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to become super focused on becoming a pharmacist. That was my dream. And so I dedicated absolutely everything to it. I, I was an overachiever, I, just hands down. That's, that's how I was. And I worked incredibly hard. I was working three jobs to earn money. And then when I got into pharmacy school, it was incredibly exhausting um, and really actually ended up pushing me past my limits of being able to cope. Right. So I was I was hiding a lot of things. I was covering a lot of things up. And if you asked me at that point in my life, I would have told you it was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Right. It's like when everything's on fire in the background, those memes where it's like, I'm fine, it's fine, everything's fine. And then it's like, everything's up in flames. Um, but I, I legitimately thought that I was fine. And towards the end of my first year in pharmacy school, um, I just, I remember one moment really, really vividly where I had been sitting through eight hours of, of work, uh, well, of class actually. And I, I got home, I was completely exhausted. And at this point in pharmacy school, I was, I mean, I was in zombie mode. It was like, it had pushed me beyond anything, you know, that I had experienced before. And I just remember I, I walked down into my room, you know, one evening and I just crumbled. I just crumbled to the floor and I laid there. I don't know how long I was I was on the floor, but I just laid there and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And that was really the first time in my life where I was really willing to accept like, OK, like I'm actually not OK. Right. Like I've done a good job at covering things up, but I'm really not OK. So I accepted the fact that, you know, it's like I needed to get help. I needed to, you know, go to therapy. I started reading every self-help book that I could get my hands on. I just wanted to learn and figure out why I was so miserable and why, you know, why I was so exhausted, so overwhelmed. And I realized that like pharmacy had pushed me to my limits of what I could cover up and what I could handle. But it really wasn't pharmacy that was causing my meltdown. Like my meltdown was, you know, the broken relationships, all of, you know, all of the conflict in my family, all of the, you know, feeling abandoned, abandoning myself. Um, it's just so many things that were so unhealthy in my life. And I just didn't, I no longer had the capacity to cover it up. Now, Fortunately for me, I, I was able to get through pharmacy school, right? I survived and um, I felt like I really had worked through a lot of things. I felt like, okay, finally, you know, I got my dream job as a pharmacist at the Mayo Clinic. And I was like, hey, I finally, like I made it, right? Like I'm here. And uh, just as soon as I felt like everything was finally good to go and I could live life, it was only nine months into my job as a pharmacist, that I started to get this pain in both of my wrists. And within two weeks, I could no longer do my job. I couldn't use a computer anymore. So I thought, hey, you know what? Like, I'll just, I'll let them rest. Like, I let my rest, let wrists rest, let them heal. And, you know, everything, <laughs> everything will be fine. Everything will be back to normal. And uh, what ended up happening was I ended up being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And I, within two months, I was severely fatigued, um, weak. I was in an incredible amount of pain. Um, and I ended up in a rheumatologist's office where, you know, I finally realized at that moment that my life was never going to be the same. 
it just it just wasn't i i wasn't going to have the physical capabilities that i had always had um and my career would never be what i wanted it to be so i was a 28 year old i was nearly bedridden i had a $200,000 student loan hanging over my head and i'm like what in the world am i going to do now so <laughs> That's where I just, I mean, I just started, you know, I started searching for, you know, what, what would I do next? You know, if I can't be a pharmacist, what would I be? Um, and that's where I came upon, you know, public speaking and coaching. And while I was sick and in bed, I mean, I would spend, you know, all day and all night in bed. I couldn't hardly do anything. I could maybe just shower in a day. Like I literally had no energy. And so I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to start building building a program, building a business where I can help people to avoid a question that goes over and over again in my head. And that question is, what if I had lived differently then? How would my life be different now? So, so Whitney, let's hold now. <laughs> yeah. Because because I, I think this is like, we're going to do like the suspense, like part one and part two, right? So the, this will be sure. like, you know. So, so just just listen to your story, and, and and that's why I introduced the idea that your story. We need to hear it because uh, divorce today is a high number. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. I mean, it's many couples, you know, um, get divorced. I think uh, statistics are like in the seventy percent, you know, mark. Right? It's a pretty high, and most of these folks, you know, probably have children at, at any given age. And so, yep. this is this is not just your story. It's a story of many. And people deal with it different different ways, and they can have you know uh, serious after effect, you know, with aftermath, right? You know, things can be uh, not really the best outcomes. It depends on how people you know take it, right? And some people yep. take it a lot more you know seriously than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, there is an impact no matter what, and, and you know, psychologically speaking, there is. Mentally speaking, it does have an impact. Uh, even when you try to make it work, and the parents you know, try to fix it, there's still some sort of a stain that stays there and depends on the individual, you know, child, they, things can, you know, go one way or the other. Some people go to addiction, some people go to drugs, some people live and that's it. They don't, they go to crime. I mean, it could be literally that different, that, 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 that bad, or it can be in your case, I'm just going to go like super, you know, build myself and just kind of like, you know, blank everything out and just do what I got to do and become the super, you know, person because I don't want to think. And, and the reason Typically, we do that, and then we're supposed to do that, or at least our mind says, let's do that, is usually just to kind of drown ourselves into something else and just kind of basically never think about the, that, that, the stuff. We just focus on what's ahead of us. You set a big goal, and you go for it. And that tends to help you know, to a degree. But we overdo things, which is typical for, for us as humans. When we try to avoid something, we'll do everything opposite not to get there, but then we might just overdo things. And everything that is an extreme usually is not a good thing. <laughs> I just, I mean, any type of extremism, you know, for anything in life is bad. You know, if we drink too much, we eat too much, we do things, you know, we dance too much, I don't know, whatever we do, work out too much, everything can be, can have an impact on our lives and probably not in a good way if we go with to the extreme. So you want to have moder you know, everything moderate in the right, you know, balances. But but you did it. And and pharmacy, you know, as you said, is not a it's not a, a picnic. I mean, you go to you know, med med school, pharmacy school. I mean, 
you got to put in the time, the effort, the energy. I mean, it's not easy to become one pharmacist. And I mean, just, just, I, I mean, for me, just personally, I, I admire pharmacists, just the fact that you learn all those, those molecules and how they work and the interactions and this and the other. I mean, it takes, a, it, it takes a toll. I mean, your mind is really just like, you know, you're looking like formulas in your brain. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, just, I mean, I know it gets, it becomes easy like everything else. If you practice enough, it becomes you, but but nevertheless, it goes through a lot of things. Plus, you have the stress of it, you got to put through the school. The school system is expensive. You said it, 200000 you know, in debt already. And and that's actually a story, again, for the majority of us, at least in the States, that's really the reality of things. You go to college, a four-year degree, you're looking at a couple hundred thousand, if not more. It depends on where you go, right? And so yeah. so that's, you know, even at the cheapest, you probably hit at least a 50,000. I mean, I'm talking about like you go to bare minimum and still going to be like an expensive, you know, uh, you know, piece. So you're coming out already with that. Now you're talking about you've overexpended yourself, but you're right. Now you are, you're in, you're doing all this. You're pushing yourself too much, too hard. And, yep. you know, because again, you're trying to just distance yourself from everything that's happening. You don't want to know here, but you are doing everything that you can to camouflage that. But that's, we all do that. Actually, I can speak to you with myself. When we get overwhelmed and stressed, we try to find something to kind of take our attention away from that, for whatever stressing us out. And sometimes, you know, we keep pushing and try like, you know, that nothing's going on. I'm good. As you said, I'm good. I'm good. Only to know that we're not really good because, because typically we don't talk about it. And I think I would say myself, you know, like a lot of things you keep to yourself. You don't want to share with anyone. What goes on here, it stays here. And you're like, I, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. Now, of course, we have different thresholds. Everybody has a different limit. And, and at a certain point, again, boiling water, it's kind of bursts out. And you're going to have that that degree, you know, where everything goes, you know, to combustion. And that's it. And that's exactly what happens. We just blow a fuse. <laughs> and, and now it's bad. And and you, in your case, it was emotional. You had gone through, through this stuff. But you were very clever and smart that you realized, like, you know what? I am not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. And you decided to take care of yourself by finding a resource, help, and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, a lot of people sometimes, they don't do that. They just keep it themselves. And then they find an out that is not necessarily a good out, drugs. And I just, literally, there's a show that just posted, you know, about suicide, for example, right? People tend to go to that extreme. They have, they're in pain. They just can't deal with it anymore. I mean, as, as my guest said, you know, they want to stop the pain. And sometimes the only way you think you're going to stop pain is just by ending it all. And so not a good outcome and help is always available. The problem, not everybody wants to seek help. Again, it's like, oh, what are people going to think about? It? We all think about that, right? We all like have this, you know, what what are people thinking? Right now, you and I talking, someone's going to watch this show like, you know, they're talking, you know, and they're going to criticize whatever. I mean, it's a cool thing. I mean, people unfortunately have opinions and they're going to have opinions for, yep. for each other as long as they exist. But the thing is, we worry too much about that. And as we do, you know, we sometimes prevent ourselves from getting better because we're thinking about the taboos and the stigmas and so on and so forth, which is a bad thing. And we shouldn't. So again, for audiences, the reason I'm recapping this is because you're not alone in this world that, that you're going through or you've gone through or you'll be or other or, or ever going to go through. There will be people currently and in the future that will be going through the stuff. There are people that have been going through the stuff, same stuff. Sometimes listening to a story like yours can at least wake them up and give them a little bit of, hey, listen, it's got to be okay. We can do better. There is a way out. I can succeed. There is no reason. And the question where we're going to start our part two is, had I lived my life differently? Have I done it differently? 
could have been a better, you know, person, a better health, and maybe avoided all this this autoimmune, for example, in your case. Which, by the yep. way, again, you push the, the body to a limit, the body is going to go out of whack and it's going to start fighting its its own self. That's that's in the case what's happening. I mean, autoimmune systems, right. you know, your system is just like over over overdrawing on its own, and it's going to like really become bad. And it's going to affect somehow, somewhere, your mind, your physical abilities, and so on and so forth. Now, here you go. You had spent all that money. You put in all this time. And now what? Your career is pretty much a done deal because you can't do the work that you, you were supposed to be doing. Now, yeah. is that something we want? No. Nobody wants that. And that I actually say this to people all the time, including my own family. You know, we all go through things. I've gone through things. I'm going through things. Anytime, there's always something going on in our lives, Right. But I always say this, how good and what good will I do if something happens to me? If I drive myself nuts about things that I have no control over and or, you know, things that happen beyond my world, my realm, my abilities, my control. Well, you know, I'm just going to dwell on things and I'm going to affect myself and then I'm not going to be good to anyone, to myself and to my family. And and that's actually, you you know, what keeps me always motivated and going, no matter what happens in my life. A lot of people think like, yeah, dude, you're crazy. I'm not. I'm just a human like everybody else. But I do use this. Like, and believe it or not, I'm, mental health to me is very important. And as, as it should be for all of us watching and listening right now, right? We If we take care of this, the body, we got to take just as much, if not more, on our mental state. Because that's actually everything else. You drive everything from your mental if your mental is not in a place, you will affect the body one way or the other, and, and it could be bad, and it could be sometimes, you know, irreversible. We don't want to go there. But so what I do is I always think positive. I try to think that if I can't control it, there's nothing I can do it, and I, there's always tomorrow, and nobody knows what tomorrow holds, but I want to live to see a better tomorrow. I want to live healthier to be tomorrow, because if you're not healthy, again, we hear health is wealth. I mean, this is the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio. Your health is everything, folks. If you don't take care of yourself, and yes, you might have people, and even people that care about you, that love you, eventually they're going to get tired of helping you, you know, at a point or another, and you're going to wind up a lot of times by yourself, not in a good place, because they're going to get tired too. They can Life is going to draw everybody around you. Even your kids sometimes will be away from you. There's nothing they can do. Your family, your, your parents may not always be there for you. So you have to take care of number one, and this is self-care, not selfish, you know, concept. Again, we did a show just to, to differentiate about these things. Being you is okay. Taking care of you is always a good thing for other people. So so I wanted just to, to go through this because I believe that your story can really enlighten some people. And whoever they are, and sometimes even if it's not them, I always say this. If it's not you, there's someone you might know. If you think they're going through tough times, reach out. Maybe there's something going on. And they may not show it. Not everybody, you know, some of us have very good poker faces and we can really camouflage the whole thing, you know, and I'm um, cool and we show that we're the happiest people. And, and again, true facts, if you look at st the statistics and suicide, the people that are making, or you know, like really taking their lives, you can never tell. I mean, there might be signs, but you start looking at the signs way after the fact. When it happens, like, oh, maybe that was it. But for the most part, you're not. I mean, we we know actors, you know, that that ha that were like the best smiley comedian, you know, comedian laughing people. And Robin Williams is a good example. I mean, no. you know, who who doesn't know him? He was the happiest guy you can watch and in, and enjoy watching. And again, you you would think like it would never happen, but it did. But we don't know. People don't know what happened to him or anybody else for that matter. So it is important for us to be just clear that. 
if you're going through something, talk to people, seek help, find out what else is you as a coach. And that's, that's going to take us to the, the story, the, the next part of this show is how you were able to manage and switch things around and answer the question that, that you had for yourself and help now other people find the, the, the solution and the answers to it. So now let's talk about that transition. You're in bed, home, you know, basically just not being able to do much. What I like about what you did is not you didn't give up on yourself. See, that's that's another thing. Never give up. It's a bad situation. What's the deal here? I got to do the best that I can. And you did. So you thought about an alternative. Giving up was not an option because if you did, what would be the outcome? You know, it's just not going to help you. Right. So right. you looked at it like, what can I do? So now let's talk about that. You decided to get that answered and figure out a way to do it for yourself and others. Let's talk yeah. about through that journey because that's that's a whole game changer for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. It's a it's a it was a, a game changer for me, but it, it w wasn't easy. I mean, you know, when you when you're extremely fatigued, it's it's almost like a feeling of like when you when you have a cold and it's on like your absolute worst day you wake up in the morning and you realize like you get out of bed and you're so sick and so fatigued it's like you just realize then like i can't go to work you have to like lay right back down like the extreme fatigue that just never goes away there's nothing you can do to get it to go away right and so i mean that's how i that's how i felt every minute of every day and I just, you know, I just slowly started chipping away of like, how do I like, what do I, what are my next steps? How do I start creating something, you know, for, for my family, for my future? Um, I don't want to be on disability for the rest of my life. I don't want to depend on, you know, whatever, like if I can never work as a pharmacist again, and I'm on workers comp or disability or whatever, like, I didn't want that to be my life. I didn't want to always depend on, you know, is somebody else going to take care of me or are they going to tell me that I don't have any money this month? Um, and so basically what I did is, so I, I, I started a business. I started going to Toastmasters. I started really like fine tuning my my speaking skills and and learning how to be up in front of people. I thought initially, you know, it's like I want to be a speaker. And then I came across coaching. And the cool thing about that I realized with coaching is um I realized I had been coaching my whole life. Uh, I've been coaching friends, family, um anyone that I could. I always I always was helping people with their life and and to figure their life out and I always would tell people you don't have to be miserable. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You do not have to be miserable. There's always a way to find happiness, find fulfillment in every situation. And so I I then, you know, so I got into coaching and got my certifications and that sort of thing. And basically what I did at that point is I started to build out this program that took all of my, I mean, it took my medical knowledge and, you know, it's like my nutrition knowledge and it took my uh, coaching knowledge and coaching psychology and then, uh, you know, going to therapy and all of my years of all of the self-help books that I had read. And then the journey that I went on is like my own mental health journey. And I took all of this stuff, all of this knowledge, all of this information, and I put it together into a 16 week program so that I could take people on a journey that took me seven years. I could take them on that journey in four months. And that became my program. And that is whole and happy living. I mean, I, I just, just, just the title of, I mean, I guess the business itself, you know, is, is so comprehensive. I mean, whole, 
and happy. I mean, you know, you you you, you have to have all those things. You got to be whole and live a happier life. I mean, at the end of the day, that's we live for a period of time. If you spend most of it not happy, I mean, you're just not enjoying this this time in this world, right? So, what right. transit into that is usually a difficult task. And in in your world, I mean, business wise, I mean, going through the stuff, you had your career, and I think that's another thing that I didn't touch on. But you had literally landed one of the best roles you can have in the world of you know pharmacist. I mean, plus the Mayo Clinic. I mean, everybody knows what that is it's a huge i mean i i i use them as a resource personally and you know there's plenty of stuff there and a lot of research and a lot of stuff and being there it's like you're making a difference as it is but now all of a sudden again the mental toll just thinking that it's over i can't do more this is done for me it is it can just be so devastating right and and by the way again that's the other thing as much as that was that was your dream that was your target that was your goal and you achieved it and all this change you still use all that knowledge. You figured out a way to take what you could and still make it. I mean, you you made a, a, a what do you call it? A, one of those ships, you know, like boats, like safety nets, boats, whatever, you know, out of, you know, a, 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 you know, literally a disaster and made it, you know, work as a late, I mean, what do you call it? Uh, lifesavers, whatever those things. Lifeboat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, lifeboats. And so you, you turn that into something that can be used and not only just used, reused, but others as a template. And, you know, it is, it, it makes a huge difference. And you do, like you said, I love what you said, that you've done this before. I mean, coaching. And that's the thing. Most of us coach all the time. As a matter of fact, we talk, I mentioned opinions. Most of the opinions are always like, you know, hey, well, what, you can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, we talk, hey, grab anybody in the street and start having a discussion and tell them you have a situation. Everybody's going to give you, a, you know, an, an advice, an opinion of some sort. So they're kind of coaching you without even knowing. I mean, they try to coach you into something, right? And, yep. and that's the thing. Like we all do that. And we do it with our friends. We do it with our family. And even your parents, sometimes you coach them and you talk to them like, hey, mom, dad, mom, you can do it. So it's it's part of who we are. And But it's just like refining these, fine-tuning fine these things and making them a good practice where you can do and, and, and make a difference. Now, now, question to you. The mental health, you know, was the real root cause of, well, it's not the root cause. That's the after you know effect of you know the the family matter right yep. but 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 that impact itself was enough to almost destroy your life so so what would you tell people today you know through the coaching program or just in person you know what would be some advice that someone has right now to take from this this show that i would not do this you know based on on your story I mean, I think the bottom line is that we have to take care of ourselves. And, you know, when I take people through my program, that's, I didn't realize that that's what I was creating, but I was creating a program where, where people essentially find themselves and they learn how to prioritize themselves and show up for themselves. I mean, when it feels like your whole world's crumbling and that there's nobody there, you're all alone. Nobody, nobody's showing up for you anymore, right? And you keep trying to show up for other people and you keep trying to, you know, get people to notice you or be grateful for you or whatever so that you can feel like you're worth something, right? What, we, what the ultimate goal is, is how do we actually find that worth inside of us? How do we get that to come from, from deep down inside so that we can actually be the ones to emotionally show up 
um, be the ones to actually meet our own emotional needs uh, to love ourselves, right? And to realize that it's not selfish to take care of ourselves, to take care of our own health. Um, why, why should we take care of everyone else and forget about ourselves? Like, it doesn't make sense. Why do we value everyone else more than we value ourselves, right? And it's because we're trying to feel like we're worth something. So really, um, you know, the process and the journey that I take that I take people on is finding themselves, finding them tr their true selves, and then defining what they want their life to be. We can actually control all of it. Now, there are things, so I can't change my health, right? I can't make my autoimmune disease go away. But I'm still in control of the fact that, like, I can create a business. I can create an income. I can be happy. I can find ways, even though I can't walk very far. I can't do any of my hobbies. I'm in a wheelchair a lot of the times. I have a handicap pass, all of those things, right? I can't change those and I can accept those, right? But there are still a lot of things that are in my control. I can choose to lay in bed and do absolutely nothing with my life and be depressed. I can choose that. And I can also choose to show up for myself and to show up for my family and to make the most of the life that I have. And so, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Like genuinely people that go through challenges and they overcome things, right? And then they push and try to make something of their life. Oftentimes those are the most inspiring people. They're the people that we look up to. They're the people that are pulling us through, right? I mean, I look at um, a role model for me of, you know, when I was sick and I was starting a business and I was like, aren't there some celebrities that are like sick or whatever? And so I started looking into Lady Gaga and that started to become, you know, one of those polling uh, inspirational people that's like, you can still do this when you have a chronic illness. Like you can still fight. You can still put in the effort. You can still be successful. You can still have a successful life. There are always things that are in your control, but we have to be willing to realize how much we're worth and keep fighting for it. Well, first things first, we are priceless. You are priceless. Uh, and that's the, you, everybody that's watching and listening, you know, no matter what people say, no matter what people think, no matter what people try to convey, know this, you are, there's no price to any one of us out there. There, You cannot put a tag number. I mean, yes, you know, humanly speaking, you could, but in reality, that that's not the case, and it's really what what you put your worth as yourself as well. You 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 set your own you know literally unlimited or infinite price if you want to call it that way. But but you know I love what you said that you have role models and inspirational stories you know out there. You mentioned Lady Gaga. I have to say you are an inspiration yourself to many because you said it. You could have chosen the path of you know nothing doing you know just sitting and relaxing and you know just kind of just just let it let life you know disappear from your life literally i mean just kind of like just be not effective for what you know for for you or anybody else but he didn't do that it's the mindset shift in your case you chose no no i can do it and even if you were not sure you looked at somebody else that is in a similar condition is making it through and therefore you have if one person can do it i can do it and that's another good example for anyone just know this whatever you put your mind in if someone else is one person is doing something there's a good chance you can do it you can learn i mean 
we cannot like you're a pharmacist obviously you know i'm not a pharmacist but if i went if i wanted to go to pharmacy and i'm able to actually go to to pay for it and stuff i mean four years later five years later whatever it takes i can still do it i mean again th th there's different limitations sometimes but but the concept is that you can learn some stuff in life any given point so just don't give up on yourself that's really i mean i love what you said you don't don't give up you know because that's really where people go to the extreme end and and they collapse and then you know outcomes are not really happy that you you want to look at it and listen even you said i want to i have a wheelchair you know spent more most of the time i can't change my that's the other thing you came in terms with the reality of certain things and you know that those are not controllables but everything else is so you kind of basically remove the bad ones out of the way and i think a lot of people make the mistakes of really like that's where the focus is like all the stuff that i cannot control versus the things that i can control and yet, when you did that, you'll find that there's plenty out there that you can still do, that you can make up. And you make adjustments. And by the way, it's easier said than done. Yeah, someone can say like, well, Hurricane, what do you know about this stuff? Well, believe me, uh, sometimes it's health, sometimes it's financial, sometimes it's family. There's, there's different types of misery that we can all go through at any given point. And it's how we deal with it. You know, you may not know what I'm going through right now. I, I may not know anybody that's listening and watching what they're going through. But I can tell you the one thing that is the common denominator for all of us, we're going through something and there is something bad in our lives at any given moment. You know, it's life is just what it is. It's never going to be peachy, folks. It's never going to be just like a nice, cozy, you know, uh, flat, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like surface of water. It's going to have ripples. It's going to have waves. It's going to have, you know, massive, you know, tsunamis that come through. You know, if you think about just, the, you know, the sea, it could be super calm. I've actually been, I cruise a lot, and I've seen all the different levels of that sea, where it's literally a mirror, where it's a little choppy, and where it's really, like, you know, wavy, like, you know, oh, my God. And you know what? That's life. We're going to have a little bit of those. And any given moment, things can change. You can be today happy, and tomorrow, life is going to throw you some nice little punches. And it's how you're going to deal with them. Do you take the lesson and learn and make, you know, something out of it? I mean, we have that saying, if life throws lemons at you, make lemonade, whatever. <laughs> yep. you know, but but really, that works. That concept is as simple as that, but it does. I mean, you are not only giving, first of all, you're, I, I thank you because you're pumping me literally personally, you know, because it's it's amazing to hear. That. And that's the other thing, like, you know, I admire people who actually give the ability, give the, the opportunity to share their life stories with with the world because they know that they can make a difference in somebody's life as you said someone doesn't have to go seven years and many years through what you have gone and and that's the other thing like why would someone like there are people that can say you know what i went through it let them burn <laughs> you know i mean we we have there's some level of that mentality but that doesn't give you the same satisfaction if you say you know what i can help you know someone not go through what i went through because i know how bad it is and frankly a lot of people who go through hardship, sometimes they do things because they don't want other people to go through the same hardship. It's almost like a reaction to like, you know, if if only someone told me not to do X, Y, Z, you know, and now it's my turn. Let me tell someone not to do X, Y, Z. Hopefully I can make some impact. And that's a big difference in how we operate in life. So so again, for me, to you and to the world, thank you for doing the work you do and for really, you know, yes, by the way, someone said, well, you create a business. Okay. Well, you got to live somehow. You got to survive. I mean, there's nothing. There's no shame in the game of making money, folks. You know, it's it's legit. It's a good thing. And it's fulfilling because it's not only just generating revenue. It's generating satisfaction. You're helping people. You know, in any business, if you can do these two things, help plenty 
and get something out of it and help yourself in the same way. You know, I use this in, in sales trainings all the time. Let's help, you know, let's, how many people I'm going to help today to help me, <laughs> you know, cause exactly. that's, if you help people, you're going to help yourself by default. You don't even have to think about it. Right. In, in business world. But that's the thing. You got to have something of value. And that's a making, that makes a difference. So thank you for that. So again, by the way, I did not know lady had any, 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 any health issues. So, so this is news to me. Uh, but, but, but there you go. So like, I would have never thought, you see that, that her specifically her as an example, that that's not something I would have thought about. That shows that someone can literally do a good job and no matter what, you know, they're going through, they can still make it happen. And, and that's, that's awesome. And I love what, like you were able to find someone that is literally, you know, up there and is doing well for themselves, regardless of their conditions, whatever they may be going through. So thank you. Now, um, the Mayo Clinic, I just wanted to, you know, touch on that. How was yep. that experience? It was awesome. Honestly. Um, I mean, I, I only have good things to say. It's it's an incredible organization. And um, I mean, there's always, you know, it's like you can get a job anywhere and uh, you can always find things to complain about. Right. Or you can say, oh, it's such a big uh, organization that it's so hard to make changes because it has to go through so many levels. But I mean, the reality is, is that Mayo has so many resources and they're so focused on taking care of their employees. So. I mean, a, a big thing that I, you know, I will always be incredibly grateful for is that as I went through, you know, my, um, my health issues and had the disability, um, they never fought anything once. It's like, if I, if I needed anything, you know, if I needed accommodations, they would get me whatever I needed. I needed a scooter to get around the hospital. They got me a scooter. Um, they never once, you know, questioned like, is this, was this actually a work injury? Is this an underlying condition? Uh, they just took care of me. And um, I, it's, it's an incredible institution. You know, there's all, there's always things you can find to complain about, but looking at the whole um, of how they function, how they try to function, how they try to take care of their employees and, and just, you know, their values and, um, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. And, and I, I, again, like I said, I mean, I, I use them as a resource. I know they're one of the, 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 the bigger, you know, sought, you know, institutions for like research and, and all the stuff. And you get a lot of stuff from them, you know, in terms of, yep. you just have to Google things. If you're looking for a disease and illness, or, you know, some sort of stuff, you know, there's, there's probably an article that that's going to have some value there that you can read. And, yep. uh, so yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, all, but I, I, it's beautiful to hear that, they took care of you, you know, and they did not dismiss you like you were just, you know, nobody. They they really, you know, helped you through the the the, uh, the tough times. So you had a health condition, you know, which, which is difficult. You said it; it's still there, but you've managed through it, you know. So what are some of the things that you know you've you've you know done changes in life that can that helped you a little bit, you know, maneuver better? Because you said you could not even move your hands. I, you know, I'm sure things have changed since then, but there are things that you've, you know, without changed, whether it's physical therapy, whether it's nutrition, all the things that you can, you know, share with us for people, because again, it may not be applicable to everyone, but the concept of it is always going to be the same. Cause I think nutrition and healthy habits and healthy behaviors will always be good for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, there, there are a few things for me, you know, that I've found that have been very helpful. Uh, when I, when I first was very, very sick and in a lot of pain, you know, I was, 
I would get um, a massage every other week. Uh, I just had to for my muscles and, you know, everything was so tight. Now I get one once a month, you know, and that's the non-negotiable. Like I, I have to have that every month to just be able to keep going and not to have, you know, to not have a flare. Uh, another thing for me that's a non-negotiable is I actually have to have 10 hours of sleep in order to not be sick throughout the day. So, you know, yeah, I was working part-time as a pharmacist and I was, you know, I was working full-time in my business, probably more than full-time in my business, right? It's like I'm working a lot, but that's a, it's a non-negotiable, right? 10 hours of sleep. That's, you know, it's never, never get sacrificed. Otherwise I can't do what I need to do. Um, the other thing for me, I mean, I, I really can't exercise, right? So I, I can't walk very far. I can't stand very long. Um, so I can't do a ton in, in form of, of exercise, but I do try to keep my stress low. And then my nutrition is another thing. It's like, I, I eat very healthy. Um, and I have to be careful too, because, um, when you're not moving, like I'm not moving all day long, I could gain weight very, very easily. Um, and so I do, I have to be very careful with my nutrition and not just like my calorie intake, but being careful with, uh, you know, it's like making sure that my body gets the nutrients that it needs, because otherwise, if I don't, I do feel sick. So a lot of times, like people can eat whatever they want, and they don't see immediate, you know, repercussions of that decision. It doesn't work like that for me. <laughs> right? If I don't sleep, I'm sick. If I don't eat healthy, I'm sick. Um, it, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's almost like I don't have a choice. I, I, I always have a choice, right? I can be sick or I can take care of myself. Um, and at this point, obviously I choose to take care of myself so that I can still, I can still show up for the things that, that I want to do. Um, there is the caveat of like, you know, as I've gotten coaching and stuff to do my business. Yeah. Other people have grown their businesses much faster than me. I, you know, I've had to be really patient because I can't do the same things that I could have done before, right? I don't have the same energy. I don't have that, those same abilities. And so I had to be really, really patient and understanding with myself of like, Hey, yeah, I know that, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're getting there twice as fast as I am. Um, but I just, you know, slow and steady. I just had to be consistent had to be patient um, with myself, with my condition, and um, just make sure that that I'm taking care of me as number one and trusting that if I give what I can each day, like it's going to amount to something. Well, thank you. I mean, that, that's pretty powerful stuff you just covered there because you're right. I mean, you have some choices and you have to be careful on how things, because you're right, you, you may not operate the same way as everybody else. By the way, like you said, I love what you said. Not everybody may not, deal with the same things and sometimes you may take a different time frame for them to to have a reaction for whatever behaviors they have in your case you do, you can't afford that you have to be very you know tight with everything your schedule the way you do it and you know to maintain the vitality you know and and that's it now so that leads me to one question um yeah i know they diagnosed you with you know autoimmune but did they tell you like is there a specific source, things that, that actually, I mean, was it just a mental stress or was it like something else that, that, that kind of mutated or, or, or made the difference that created this autoimmune? Cause that, I hear this all the time, you know, I got diagnosed with, with autoimmune, but I never hear like, well, what was the cause? Why? For yeah, why? <laughs> exactly. You know, is that just, I mean, I'm, I'm curious because many people, you know, that they're like, I mean, it can happen to any one of us, basically that's all there is. And so, yeah. so we need to know, like, what are some of the triggers that, that, that potentially we can avoid? And I'm, I'm, I, 
I guess in your coaching, there's some discussion in that and we can go there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, the, there's a couple of different components. Um, it is genetic in my family. So my, my grandma has something very similar to me, a combination of like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Uh, my aunt has lupus. My cousin has rheumatoid or has uh, psoriatic arthritis. Um, so it's very, uh, we, there is a genetic component, right? It obviously runs in my family. Um, there, there is the question though, of if I didn't have all of this mental stress and if I wasn't overachieving and over, you know, overdoing it to the extreme, would, would my body have actually ended up, you know, <laughs> imploding, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want to say, like, would it, would it actually have happened to me? Right. Um, I don't I'll never know the answer to that question. And um, I try not to dwell on it. Right. It doesn't it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. But um, I'm sure there was some some components because I know that as I was going through pharmacy school, you know, there were things that I was dealing with and like things that would come up where it's like, what, what is actually happening? But the stress was so extreme, you know, um, that is like, it was, I know it was taking a toll on my body. Is that what triggered the autoimmune disease or would it have happened anyways, because of my genetics? I'll never know the answer to that question. Right. So was it stress? probably was a component is it genetics yes there is a genetic component so so in essence i mean the work that you do today is to really prevent any of the triggers and stressors in the first place regardless yep. of whether you're predisposed or not if we can just do some basic things in life we might be able to cope you know through things and and have less of you know a potential you know i guess flare in this case that can be Absolutely. you know detrimental yeah Yep. So, 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 so your program, you said it's, it's, it's a few weeks. Uh, how does that work if someone joins the program and you know, who are the clients? Yeah. So with, with the program, how it works is it's, it's 16 weeks long and okay. there's, there's a couple of different things that I'm really passionate about. A lot of times when people are like, Hey, I need to improve my health or like, I, you know, it's like I'm pre-diabetic or my cholesterol or my, you know, my blood pressure is high. All of those things, it's usually because someone's gaining weight, right? So for me, like I wasn't gaining weight, I ended up with an autoimmune disease, but the principle is the same, right? There are things going on internally and in due time, it's going to manifest itself somehow in our physical health. Within my program, a lot of what we do is I try to help people to, number one, get the weight off, right? It's like that's, we're going to improve their health significantly if we can get the weight off. But the problem is, is that most people get stuck in this cycle. A lot of times food is their coping mechanism. And so even if they do any of these diets that are out there in the world, right, that is like a quick fix, they can lose the weight. But because of the mental and emotional component, because they're always going back to food as a coping mechanism, right, they're always circling back. It's always going to bring you back. Whatever internally is driving your behaviors, your actions, and your decisions, you're always going to come back right where you are. So what we do in the program, yes, we do help people lose weight. Yes, we do help with the nutrition and, and help, you know, the exercise and give a lot of coaching to keep people on track. But there's two components that help people to really transform their lifestyle that can last long term. And that's one, overcoming the mental and emotional barriers. 
why are you where you are in the first place? What is it that's causing these things? Is it from your childhood? Is it a past relationship you were in? Is it, you know, the way you the way that uh, your your parents treated you or you have low self-worth and you're just trying to accomplish something in the world. So you're always putting yourself on the back burner. There's a million reasons of why we develop certain things that we do and the coping mechanisms that we do. But the reality is, is that if someone wants to get healthy and they and food is their coping mechanism and they want to lose weight, they're never going to be able to keep it off unless they first address the underlying root cause of why they've gotten there in the first place. And that's what we focus on. We help people to overcome that aspect. We give them all the education that they need to be able to maintain this long-term. And then we help them through the weight loss process. That's something, I mean, literally you, you hit it right there. I mean, it's, it's a vicious cycle. It just keeps going. And once you're in that, you know, you keep, you know, going back to the same thing. Like it's easier for me. I just going to binge and it takes, it gives me a little nice satisfaction, but it's temporary. And then I have to deal with the nonsense that comes with it. But you're right. If you can eliminate why you're even doing that in the first place, you can do it. And, you know, this goes to that where you discovered your situation and you had that collapse you started literally like, it's okay, let me ask, let me do, let me figure it out. And that, I mean, unfortunately, I think at that point, your body is already starting to, 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 to get, you know, attacked, you know, on its own, right? I mean, attacking its own at that point, it probably, maybe that, that, that was, you didn't see it then, but, but I think that was already like a point of no return internally that it was already triggered. Like, you know, it's like a chain reaction that is just, you know, happening until it's just going to boom. And now you have the whole aftermath or after effect. So, so, but I think for a lot of us, you know, that watching right now, listening, you know, your advice is really, Hey, listen, there is a way to do this. Let's clear all the bad stuff out and make sure that all the little things that you use to cope with them are not even necessary because if you can eliminate that, there is no reason to worry about them. And therefore, you're going to live a happier and healthier life. I mean, again, there's always a risk. I mean, as you said, things could be genetic and they can stop. But can you potentially reduce the risk? Can you potentially, you know, even in elim eliminate the, the, even the outcome if that's possible? You can. Now, we don't know that. But but as you said, you know, we just got to do the work. And, and that's all there is. If someone is, and, and that, that that's my other part of the question, is like, who are the clients? I mean, it could be anybody. As you said, diabetes can be anybody going through some sort of emotional, you know, predicament, correct? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I always, at the end of my program, um, when, when I have a client that finishes the program, I always ask them the question, cause I'm always curious, you know, <laughs> who would you say this program is for, you know, because mm -hmm. I have my idea of like who I think it's for and, you know, like who I'm trying to bring into the program, but I always ask them, who do you think, who do you think this program's for and, uh, and why? And it's pretty interesting because, uh, at the end of the program, their answer, and this is consistently all of the all of the video testimonials I have, the answer is always it's for everyone. And I was going to say that. <laughs> and and the reality is, you know, it's like whether you have you know five pounds you want to lose or one hundred and fifty pounds you want to lose, it doesn't. That becomes pretty insignificant to people by the end of the program because once they really get into the mental and emotional stuff, it really starts to become. Uh, you know, when they start to see the real transformation in their lives, they start to see this burden be lifted off of them. They start to feel so strong internally and they're in control of themselves, their lives, their surroundings, right? The number on the scale all of a sudden becomes pretty insignificant. Um, and so 
So who is the program for? Well, technically it's for everyone. Um, who are the people that uh, really, really are drawn to my program? A lot of times it's, um, it's, it's women, you know, 30s to 50s, right, who are really struggling with weight and are on this kind of yo-yo cycle. Um, and the, the reason is, is because they have a lot of the mental and emotional things in the background that have gotten them stuck. And that's why they can't get out. And it's why none of these weight loss options are doing any good, right? Even if someone goes for bypass surgery, right? You can get bypass surgery, but if you don't fix the reason that you're, you're eating so much food or that you're, that you have the habits that you have, eventually you're going to end up right back in the same place. And now you just have mangled your stomach, right? So, um, so it's really, it really, it really can be for everyone because that transformation is so valuable, right? But the people that it draws in is usually those women who are cycling and yo-yoing um, and just can't get unstuck. And that's what we do. We really help them to get unstuck and find a true lasting transformational change. Well, thank you. And, and you know, it's, it's amazing. You mentioned more about the, the food and the diets. But only you mentioned nutrition only when we talked about your own, you know, uh, thing. But you're right. In general, people do have the the food systems you know that they use to kind of get rid of like you know listen you're stressed you watch netflix and you just kind of like munch on for hours and you know like you're upset you just start you know stuffing food but you don't care about the quality and the nutrients in there and that's that's exactly why you wind up in a very rapid increase of you're right. You can always get a quick fix for a program that's going to drop your weight, you know, instantly or at least in, in no time, or you can get those, you know, different diets, but they're not consistent. And by the way, I've had so many shows about nutrition. As a matter of fact, there's one that's coming out this week and it's the same thing. It's, you know, it, you want to live a consistent, you know, life. If you go up and down, up and down, I'm down, you know, especially when it comes to food and diet and that it's not going to help, you know, anybody. And that's why people really, sometimes you get tired of it and then that's it. You give up again. We get to that point where like, I'm tired of all this, whatever happens, happens, but you don't want that. You never want whatever happens, happens to be the answer. Cause when it gets to the worst scenario, you're going to wish that it didn't happen. And it will be maybe too late at that point, more difficult to go back while you yeah. can. <laughs> it's like, yep. you got to do what you can. <laughs> yep. Wow. Well, so so now um, the program is is an extensive. Now, is that a one on one? Do you have sessions? How does that work? So, I my preference is always one on one, and the reason being is because we do the mental and emotional piece. So, I do have um, I do have a group option, and we do small groups. Um, to make it more affordable. Like if somebody can't afford it, you know, it's like very tight financially, like I still want to be able to help them. Um, but the reason that I really am very passionate about either doing small groups or doing one-on-one -on -one is because with the mental and emotional piece, it takes a bit of work to really dive in and to figure out what is actually the root cause and how, you know, what do we need to start doing in our lives and what tools and resources do we need to use to actually be able to overcome these and to work through them. And the mental and emotional journey is tough, right? It's not easy. And sometimes people are too scared to even touch it. They're like, I'm not doing this because I'm not going there. Like, I don't want to know what's inside, right? Um, and to each their own. Um, but 
that's, you know, that's why we do the one-on-one is because it, it really does. It takes, it takes a little bit more. Uh, we're, we're really digging and, and then we're showing up and, and giving the support that you need to be able to get through that journey. Is that like a one hour session type or how, how much is each, you know, those sessions? Yeah. So it depends. It can be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and so usually we'll schedule them as 30. Um, they'll, they'll go to usually about 45 minutes. If I, if I have the time and I'm really digging into someone's situation mentally and emotionally, sometimes those sessions go a little bit longer. Um, so it just, you know, it just kind of depends, but when I, I mean, I am genuine about, you know, giving my clients time, um, and, and giving them the help that they need. So I don't, you know, I don't get on a call and it's like, well, it's 30 minutes, like, see you later. You know, it's like, if we really need to work on something, then, you know, we're going to work on something. Um, and so, so, you know, I try to set it up that way so that I have the time to be able to dedicate to my clients and my coaches as well. So. Excellent. So, so. After with with the work you do, have you found that there are a specific you know sets that are very common across every all cases of the roots? I mean, you know, I'm assu- I'm assuming that as you you dig in more, you're gonna find that we all have similar reasons why we go through what we go through, especially mentally. You know, yep. a- anything that you want to highlight on that one? There is a very common theme, and okay. I did not like I, I I think I mentioned this. I did not expect this when I built my program. I did not expect like my program to be all about finding yourself and showing up for yourself. Like it's truly about building a really deep relationship with yourself internally um, to, to an emotional level, right? That you know how to actually show up for yourself. Um, the common theme of all of the people that I bring into my program is nobody knows how to do it. Everybody's putting themselves on the back burner. We're taking care of everybody else. We're showing up at work. We're overachieving at work. We're trying to please our parents. We're trying to be good enough. We're taking care of our kids. We're doing everything for everybody else. We're super busy and we're on the back burner. And we've never learned the importance of putting ourselves first. And it's because deep down inside, we've never actually known how to do it. We've never genuinely loved ourselves enough to make ourselves the number one priority. That because we are trained to do that, like to really, I mean, society has taught us that you're supposed to be good for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and certainly it's, it's frowned upon if you're really just true into yourself. I mean, that's like vanity, you're selfish, you're egoistic. I mean, yep. you know, and a lot of people don't want to fall into that. So I, I think, and by the way, you're right. I, I am a big fan of the idea of taking care of yourself first, because you again, you're not good to anyone if you're bad. If if this is damage, you're only, you know, gonna, you know, damage everybody around you or at least yep. have an impact that is negative across everyone, whether it's at work and stuff. And and I think a lot of you said that everybody's still trying to figure out or they haven't been able to figure out because we're not looking into it. You know, because you know, it's difficult to have the discussion with ourselves. And, you know, as a matter of fact, the last couple of weeks, we had a few shows that, that touch on this topic. And it's amazing how this thing works. I, it literally, I swear to God, it's not even planned. It just happens. <laughs> but but it all it all kind of links the same way somehow. But but the fact is, we don't do this, the self-talk. We don't do the self-motivation. We don't look at, you know, what is working here? How can I improve here? You look at everybody else and you're right. We want to achieve things, but on the depends of who and what. Usually it's your health, your mental health more, and, and sometimes even physical. 
you know, a good example is work. And I, you know, I, I've stated this a couple of times. Listen, I put in 30 years in corporate. And, you know, as much as you, you, you're, you, I did it because that was my dream, my goal. I wanted to achieve and show that I can do it and, you know, prove to, you know, like there was a dream of my mom that for me to, to make it to a certain level in, in corporate. But I've, yep. all, I've done all that, you know, but it was, there's a satisfaction to that. But then only to realize that no matter what you do, for anybody out there, okay, there will be a time where it will we will part, and that's all there is. It's life, <laughs> you know. Work, even individuals. I mean, you know, even if you if you're married, eventually there's a day if you live long enough that the two of you are gonna be apart by by that, right? Uh, you know, yep. kids eventually are gonna go and move on with their lives. Life is gonna continue. The problem is a lot of us get stuck into the cycle. Uh, we got time. We got time. And we're going to do more later when I get a little older. And again, we don't have guarantees that we're going to get older too. And if we get older, are we going to be able to do things the way we are supposed to do them at that age? It's not. There's no guarantee. You did not think that this would have ever happened. No one okay. can ever dream because we don't know the future. right? And we hope for a better future. But our decisions today can you know, determine how that future is going to look like somehow. We don't yep. know what it is, but we will literally, you know, cause, you know, an effect concept, you know, in there because whatever we build today can be, you know, a bad thing for us or a good thing for us. But you're right. A lot of us may not take the time to take care of this. I, good example. I mean, people, I know people that don't travel. They don't do anything. They just work, 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 work. I yep. mean, you know, like you cannot. We need to decompress. We need to take time for ourselves. We need to do the outings. We need to do certain things because that's how you kind of get a better life. Now, this show is worldwide, so all cultures are different. You know, we have some common themes, but cultures are, you know, you know, vary from one to the other. In the Western world, specifically in the U.S., we have this, like, high pace. As a matter of fact, the, the story about Hurricane is that I come from, you know, an environment in New York City of, of work ethics and so i worked in in pennsylvania and the the flow was a little less so when when i used to come into the room they're like oh my god here comes hurricane age <laughs> so that's kind of like the story but really that's the this, we used to a higher pace and faster pace yep. and i mean I'm, i i compare new york to, to pennsylvania but now you go to a different country that pace is a way different i mean the scale is different you go to europe people take the time they got a couple hours in the day they got more vacation time you know, they take the siesta, they do things, they hang out. We don't have that. We eat on the go. We eat junk. We don't have time to go to the gym. We don't have time to do this. We do this. Education is rough because now you, you're paying for this education that is expensive and you got to make, you know, you can't fail. Yep. All these things are just meant to actually destroy us slowly but surely. And some, some of us don't make it to a better place because we destroy ourselves literally. I mean, it's like having a car. That you are lit. I mean, this body is just a machine that's operating, and you beat it early on, it's over. You're not gonna, you're not gonna last with this body long enough. We need to do better than that. So, thank you for sharing that as, as you know, for our audiences, because I think anyone that's watching and listening doesn't matter what part of the world. You, we, we have to be able to relate to this discussion because it is real. We need to take care of ourselves while be with the hope that we can do better for the others. I mean, that that old mask thing in the plane does apply you, you, you yep. can't help no one unless you got oxygen to yourself right so Absolutely. so wow that is that is uh, an interesting because uh your answer is really the key the key to to everybody's health and well-being 
is yep. really take care of yourself. 100%. And you think, you know, it's as simple as that. And people are like, I can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, you know, simple things sometimes are more difficult to come, you know, you know, about in our <laughs> minds, right? It's we, we can't handle them sometimes. It's amazing. They work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, so, so, so thank you so much, Whitney. You know, I mean, this, your story and you, you truly, again, I meant it when I said it, you're an inspiration, you know, and, and you, you're giving hope to a lot of people. And definitely, you know, uh, I hope that people can reach out to you because, first of all, you can relate to, to this whole thing yourself because you've gone through difficult times, years and years, and you can help people really not even get through that. You know, if you feel that you have some problems and you're not sure, you do reach out. Whitney can assist, you know, reach out to her. You know, you can have a whole happy living, you know, you know, style as, as easy as, as 16 weeks. If you apply, of course, and that's the other thing. Now, do you believe that, that people have to have the will to make a difference? Because, yeah. because if they, if they don't have that, you know, or the drive, it's not going to work. Yep. You got to want it. You got to want it. And that's just, you know, if you if you have the desire to do it, you have the desire and you make the decision that you're ready to change. Yes, you can have, you know, us, a coach, mentor help you. Right. And kind of pull you along until you really get the results where you're like, yes, you know, you're motivating yourself. You're keeping yourself accountable. But you do have to make that first decision of like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to do this. You know, it's amazing because, again, I've had many, many, many shows, different level topics, whatever, but they all have one thing that, that comes again and again and again, which is, you know, having a mentor and a coach in life, you yeah. know, even the best people, they do have mentors and coaches that, that guide them. So we all have our own abilities, but sometimes you need someone to bounce off, to get some stuff. And, you know, that is not a bad thing. You know, I have people that I reach out to, you are, you know, you know, resource and many other people have resources. But don't think that you're alone in this world. And that's the other thing. You know, there are friends that can help. There are people, there's, you know, specialists, and, you know, and, and experts that could do this. But just don't be alone. That, I think that's the problem. And people just think that I got this. And I'm not sure if we all got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, Whitney, you know, we've covered quite a bit of ground. We exceed an hour. Is there anything that you want to just leave our audiences with, like, you know, as a final message to our folks watching or listening right now? I mean, I guess my final message to people is just a message of encouragement. You know, there it's it's not easy to change. And there, you know, there's always going to be challenges in life. There's always going to be setbacks. There's it's always going to feel like, you know, now's not the right time. Now, you know, I don't have the time to take care of myself right now. And the reality is, is I'm sure you've heard it all the time is that we make time. And it is true, right? I always, you know, I'll always have people and in my program, I have my clients write out their priorities. What's your prior? What are your priorities? Number one to five, right? And they'll write out the pri their priorities and then realize that they're never on the list. And so what I would encourage anyone listening today, I would encourage you to write out your priorities, number one to five, but you are number one. You and your health are number one. And then you filter everything else in. And if you can make yourself a priority, take care of your health, you're going to have the energy and the stamina and the ability to show up so much better for everything else in your life. It is possible and you deserve it. You are important and you should be number one. 
Now, when you said that about everybody writing their priorities, I had to think about that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, you made me think. I mean, it's, it's as, as crazy as it sounds. Like, you don't think about it, like, you know, in that order. Like, you think time, I want to do this, I, you know, I, I, you know, my business, my health. My, but, but you, you know, you don't structure it like, you know, me first, you know, and and that's amazing. Like you don't you don't think about it, but it's a simple thing. And and to, thank you. That's a great exercise. If you're watching and listening, doesn't matter when you get this show, just write it down. Like you know, my priorities are now. Maybe do it before you hear the last part. <laughs> but but that's okay. If you if you can write you as being the number one, that's really goal number one achieved. And now you just have to figure out the four. Uh, yep. And and really, that's all there is. Wow. So that's, that's pretty powerful. Thank you so much. You know, uh, that, that's actually, I love that. That's, that's an easy way to think about things and, and just kind of put them in perspective. And that's the other thing. Like if you don't see it, sometimes it's not there, but if you write it down, then, you know, now you're accountable to those things. Yep. 100%. It's just a, it's the first step. Well, well, listen, thank you so much. First of all, you know, thank you for taking the time. I know your, your time is valuable and you need to have the energy and all the stuff. So, so being on this, this, this show with us is, is really taking the toll and, you know, and I appreciate your time and your health and everything uh, that you're doing out there. And like I said, you are an inspiration to, to me personally and to everybody that's watching and listening to this particular show, keep up the great work. And certainly we'll have folks, you know, re, you know, connect with you through your site. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, learn my whole uh, and happy life.com, right? That's the, the site. All right. So we'll have the link there and that's about it. You know, folks, hope you enjoyed our discussion today and our guest, you know, plenty of good stuff that we've gotten today and definitely do it right by you. That's all there is. I'm your host, Hurricane H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.